Hola, welcome to Amrit's Podcast, episode 411. Today is Friday, January 26th, 2024. Since we last talked, I've been thousands of meters in the air, I've been to another country, and I'm a year older. <laughs> I'm back from my trip. It went well, all things considered. Well, it, it went well. The all things considered is because there were some snafus here and there that uh, were actually more funny than uh, problematic overall. And it was a good trip. Now, I was, of course, dealing with a lot of anxiety and whatnot, especially in the last two weeks before we left. And in the end, there were a lot of things I didn't get done that I wanted to, including recording before we left. I just didn't have the time. I ran out, completely ran out of, of time to do that. But there were things, odd things I wanted to do, like I wanted to rotate the compost bin before I left. Didn't get a chance to do that. I wanted to spray weeds outside so they'd be dead when I got back. Didn't get a chance to do that. But then there were other things that I meant to do that I forgot. I wanted to bring Nigel's bracelet and um, one of his rings that I wear, which is something he stopped wearing probably the better part of a decade before he died. And I forgot both of those. So it was all minor stuff, but nevertheless, it wasn't. I didn't feel perfectly ready to to leave when I did. But we went up on the Wednesday and stayed in a very basic motel. It's called a budget for a reason. The room was tiny, but there was a restaurant down on the ground floor. And we had a lovely meal there with one of my sister's-in-law and her husband. So it, it, was a, it was a lovely evening. And then we got up early in the morning and headed out to the airport and got ourselves all checked in and everything and just sat there and waited, really. And every, after that, it was fine. Now, most of my worries were, as I, as I well knew, just worries and not necessarily, um, what's the word I'm looking for, justifiable or whatever. But nevertheless, they were there. And Leo had gone to stay at his cousin-in-law's house with his dog cousins. <laughs> and so she sent me messages from time to time, just basically like with a photo or whatever, about how he was doing and stuff, which was a, a sort of a... I, I took it as a very gentle and indirect way of letting me know that he was fine and happy and not to worry, because naturally I did, especially the night he was in the kennel. And she sent me a message when she picked him up and told me that he'd gotten along well with all the other dogs, but he was a little bit leery of people, which sounds about right. Sounds like how he would be. He's a very social dog normally, but if he doesn't know people, he can be a bit unsure. So that was all really good. The, the negatives, so-called, well, no, they were negatives, were that when we got to Nandy, one of the bags wasn't there. And it turns out that somebody in business class had picked up the wrong suitcase and left the airport and had his phone turned off so nobody could get a hold of him. And in the end, they did. He, and he came back to the airport with the suitcase and picked up his, his own. So it was, it was all's well that ends well kind of thing. The rental cars were a bit dodge they they were they were older and not necessarily all that well maintained the i mean the body was in good condition but they weren't very well powered and we had about an hour and a half drive to get to the resort and on the way there one of the two cars we had two cars because we had 10 people one of the two cars blew a cylinder and so when we got to the got to the resort they rang the the uh rental guys and said uh, <laughs> doesn't have a cylinder. Oh, I'll bring one out and replace it. And so they brought out another car, which it turned out later on developed transmission problems. 
So there were some things that just weren't quite right. Now, the the resort itself was lovely. It was on the what's called the Coral Coast of Vitulevi, which is the main island of Fiji. And um, there's a coral reef, oh, I don't know how far out it is, maybe 100 meters at most, from the shore. And it protects this bay, what's the lagoon technically, from the uh, ocean waves and, and so on. And the it's known as Maui Bay in the area. And we were staying at a place called Maui Palms. And there's a, a resort nearby called Maui Bay. And it was lovely. The original older section was looked really nice. It could have used a bit more maintenance here and there, to be honest. But on the whole, it, it looked nice. The air, con- the rooms were air conditioned, and it was fine. There was a newer building, two lots over, and their air conditioners were much more efficient. It was much cooler in there, and they had a lovely pool, which apparently I, I didn't get in, get in it myself. But apparently that pool had some sharper, rough edges. It wasn't quite finished as well as it could have been, but it looked lovely. I didn't share the photos publicly. I only shared them on my personal Facebook. No particular reason for that. I was being a little bit cautious because I was away and nobody was going to be going to my house until I got back. And so I was a little bit paranoid, as <laughs> as is my birthright as an American. <laughs> And so I didn't um, I didn't share them publicly. I did share them to my personal Facebook and a couple of random photos. Well, my, my birthday selfie I put on Instagram. So that was public. But my intention is that over the next, well, week probably, I'm going to be doing a series of posts, I think, about the trip, including the photos I, I shared on my personal Facebook and maybe some others as well, because it, it was a lovely place. The, the views from where the, the resort is were just beautiful because there was this pl- fairly placid lagoon. The, you could see where the reef was because that's where the r- waves were breaking and the sea beyond and palm trees and all that sort of thing. It was just lovely. And the food that they prepared at the resort was beautiful. It was really lovely food. A couple little niggles here and there like they didn't do uh, poached eggs very well, but apart from that, it was really good. And it was very inexpensive. Now, our, our package included uh, breakfast every day, and it was a big breakfast so and a good one. So that was, that was lovely. That was fine. And we, would, we got dinner there every night except two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. I was laughing because I was thinking, well, that was what, half of them? No, it was a bit more than that. On uh, Saturday, we went to a local bar, restaurant sort of place across the road. Well, I say across the road, but it was a little bit too far to walk, especially in the heat. You had to drive. And um, they had live music. And it was this guy who, a Fijian guy who was singing sometimes in Fijian and also uh, English language pop music. Um, He had a lovely voice, did a wonderful job. Sometimes he sounded a lot like the artists whose song he was singing. But it was fascinating because he didn't speak English particularly, but he could sing it very well. <laughs> so that thought, anyway, so we had um, pizza there, which was okay. And I tried kava, which is a, it's common in a lot of the island nations, Pacific island nations. And it is made from a root of some sort of plant, kava plant, I suppose. And it's not intoxicating. It's non-alcoholic, but it does um, relax people, helps them sleep apparently. 
and it can turn your your tongue numb. I'm told. I didn't get any of those effects because I think what we had was was uh, too weak. And I wasn't keen on doing a kava ceremony because what they do is they have this bowl, and then they have this cloth and they they wring it out in the bowl. It looks like dirty water, and then with the the rag that they're wringing out, it makes it look even more like dirty water. And then they pat they use a common cup of some sort to serve it in. And that ain't my scene. I don't do common cups. So I wasn't interested in that. And this was a more commercial version. So it was quite watered down, I think. But it was fine. I mean, I didn't have any ill effects. I had two shots of it and felt nothing. And then the next day, of course, was my birthday. And so my brother-in-law made us all a roast pork dinner at their room because theirs had a kitchen in it. And um, they also bought some kava, some kava powder and mixed it up. And um, so I tried it again, and it, it had an odd aniseed sort of taste to it. But other than that, it didn't do anything for me. So a couple of others claimed that their tongue was numb and stuff like that, but they had several shots. I only had the one, but I don't know. We didn't do a whole lot of sightseeing as such while we were there. Most of the time was on spent at the resort. A lot of the folks were swimming either in one of the pools or out in the lagoon or snorkeling in the lagoon or kayaking out there. So they all had a lovely time. I did not go swimming in the end. Um, I didn't think I would, but I did have a swimsuit and rash shirt so that I could if I wanted to. I wanted it to be an option, even though I suspected I would not. And I didn't. Because as I have said, I haven't been swimming in more than 40 years, probably even longer than that. Um, probably 45, maybe. I don't know, because I have no idea when the last time I swam was or where or whatever. But it's, I just don't like it. And for, it's, I gotta, it's, there are a lot of reasons for that, and I'm not going to get into psychoanalyzing myself right now. But the gist of it is that I don't like being exposed publicly. And it, that's my th that's my issue, and I'm not, you know, claiming any virtue or whatever the word is. But also it's, I expect people to respect my my feelings so i didn't go swimming i did um, often hang around with them at the pool in the covered area but the thing of it is it was incredibly hot now i knew it was going to be hot because it's the tropics and most days it was somewhere around 30 31 somewhere in there which is like the mid 80s fahrenheit but the the issue was that the humidity was in the somewhere 91, 92, 93 percent, and it was oppressive. There were times when I was out there when the temperature was high and the humidity was high when I felt I couldn't breathe, which is more like I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath. It's not literally that I couldn't breathe, but I found it very uncomfortable. So several times I would retreat to my room to cool off in the air conditioning, and that's when I would post my photos to Facebook or whatever. Um, but it was lovely. I, I had thought at one point I might sit by the pool and read, but it was just too uncomfortable. So I didn't do that, but, um, I did sit out there a few times. And on the Saturday, we decided to take a drive to Suva, which is the capital of Fiji. It's a city of about 93,000 people, roughly on the southeastern corner of Viti Levu. And, I at first wasn't all that keen to go because I'd heard so many bad things about it. I heard it was really run down and shabby and all sorts of other things. And I thought about it. I thought, I've come all this way. I'm probably never going to go back to Fiji again. And I really needed, I should go. So I went with um, some of the family and it was a two hour drive to get there roughly. 
and because the resort was practically in the middle of the southern coast of of the island and so we went there and it it yeah it wasn't the city itself the look of the city was fine it it looked like a number of other cities i've seen not exactly you know um an expensive city it looked like a city in a poor country or at least um with a lot of poor people and and it was but one of the things I found fascinating about it is it was the first time in my life that I was visibly in the minority. Now, I've been in other cities in, in Europe and in the U.S. and in New Zealand and Australia where I look like the other people who are there. So I just by looking, I couldn't tell if I was in the minority or the majority or whatever. The point is still the same, that I couldn't tell just by looking. But here, or there rather, I could. In Suva, pretty much everybody were uh, Fijians and I don't look like a Fijian. So it was a really interesting experience. I've never, I, it wasn't until that moment actually that I realized I'd never experienced that before. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I actually, I liked Suva. I wouldn't say this small L liked. It wasn't my the favorite city I've ever been to. I've, it, it did have, clearly it had some crushing poverty in, in the area because much of uh, Fijian, much of most, I should say most, many Fijians, maybe most, live in poverty of some sort. The the minimum wage is like four dollars an hour or something. It hasn't been raised in decades, so it's not a wealthy place. But people were, you know, like anywhere else, they were, you know, clean, well dressed. Well, um, they were dressed in F Fijian attire, so it was more casual than you might see in a similar um, city in in New Zealand, say. But it it was I actually enjoyed going there. We were going to go. It was a hot day, of course. We were going to go to a local market, an outdoor market. But we got there, and the smell of the fish was so intense that we thought, nah. It was also really crowded, and we thought all that heat, all those people, and that's the smell of fish that looked that didn't smell fresh. We thought, nah. So instead, we decided we would drive around. We drove down to the harbor, and um, just sort of saw what was there and so on and then we left and we went to a supermarket so we could get stuff for Sunday night and um, they didn't have a whole lot so then we went on to another supermarket that was ginormous and I I really liked that one it was neatly presented and had lots of stuff and there was a food hall next door and so we went there and had a late lunch but it turns out that all of that stuff was owned by a Korean um religious organization which believes that Zion is not in Israel it's actually in Fiji I don't know why but that's what they believe and they're in in dispute with the Fijian government which believes that a lot of their people um, aren't there legally and they um, have also been ex uh, accused of of exploiting workers they've been called a religious cult and of course, the Moonies are from South Korea, so that's not, I don't think that's too big a stretch. I don't know. I don't know anything about them other than that. I just know that they um, believe themselves to be a true religion and all that sort of stuff. I think they are probably cult-like, whether, whether they are a cult or not. I don't know. And, I mean, Fiji is extremely religious. It's everywhere. When we were in Suva, all of the the buses, not all, I think nearly all of the buses, the public transport buses, had a big word Jesus above the windscreen. 
And underneath it, it said something about, I, I didn't quite catch it. It's something like um, the only name or, or something like that. And so it was everywhere. And religion was every was expressed everywhere. And people had signs or, or stickers or whatever on their cars or there were churches everywhere. And it was it was very noticeable. At the resort, however, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like that at all. It was much more low key. It, the resort clearly catered to Westerners, whether you know Australians, New Zealanders, Canadians, uh, people from the U.S., people from Northern Europe. So it it was a it was a um, it was a it was a good resort. It was a very pretty resort. Uh, my room was fine. I had no complaints with it. I noticed that there were some shortcomings the longer I was there. I noticed, for instance, there was a, a there's laminate flooring and it was buckling along some of the seams, which is usually an indication of moisture, which makes sense because it's so humid there, first of all. But also, you know, people might be coming in from the beach or a swimming pool or whatever, and they might be a bit wet. I don't know. Um, there's any number of explanations. But in and, and one of the rooms that one of the family members had, the air conditioning failed. And so they were moved to a, a room in the new building. And another one in the had a room right next to mine, and the shower wasn't working properly; it was spraying everywhere, and so they were moved to a, <laughs> a room in the new building. Mine was fine; the pre- the water pressure was fairly low. I, I jokingly called it my morning dribble, and the hot water was never very hot; it was more cool, and that I did not mind. Because I would get up in the morning, I would have one of these cool showers, get dressed, and then go to meet the others for breakfast. And I started out cool. Mind you, I heated up quickly, but I did remain cool. And so I didn't mind the the shower situation at all. Yes, it would have been nice if it had been stronger and hotter, but it was fine. There's also no television in the resort, I presume in that area. I know that they have television in Fiji. Why they can't bring it in somehow, I don't know, but there you have it. They, um, some of the rooms you could uh, stream Netflix through the smart TV, other, or I suppose similar, other rooms, they had DVD players and you could borrow a DVD to play. Although I was told by somebody who did that, that a lot of the CDs didn't work, which suggests to me they were probably either dirty or scratched or the DVD player itself had issues, like maybe the, the lenses were dirty. Be that as it may, I didn't care because I never even turned on the TV. i uh, I did watch a couple of YouTube videos on my iPad, but by and large, I was either too busy um, posting my photos, playing games on my iPad, or going to sleep. So, you know, that's that's all there is to it, really. But it was a lovely time. I had a really lovely birthday. My uh, family gave me a framed uh, modern take on a traditional Fijian fish hook and line. The hook is made out of shell and the line is made out of some sort of um, woven... Uh, natural fiber. And um, I, I posted on my blog, it's actually a gratitude post about all the things that I was grateful for in the family. And that was one of them. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes, because that's about as far as I've gotten with talking about the, the trip on my on my blog. But in the end, my none of my fears were justified. Everything was fine. My house wasn't touched by by criminals while I was away. Leo was fine. He came back um, healthy and happy. And I didn't apparently didn't get the plague on the trip, which is another possibility. And I wasn't injured or anything like that. So all, all, all in all, it was a really good trip. And the Fijian dollar was relatively, um, it was a lot lower than the New Zealand dollar. 
And the prices were pretty reasonable on nearly everything. My food bill at the restaurant for, from, for breakfasts and dinners was really low. It was like $150 for, or something like that for New Zealand dollars for, so it's even less American, for, um, what was that, five days or six, six parts of six days and five nights. So I thought it was really reasonable. And I bought a couple of shirts at a mall in Suva, one of which I wore on my birthday, and the other I wore Saturday night. And um, bought a couple of t-shirts at another shop, and they were really inexpensive. So all up, it was a good trip. I doubt I, very much I will ever go back, not because there's anything wrong with Fiji, just because I've been there, done that kind of thing, and because it's so hot and humid. And I discovered I really don't do very well in, in those conditions, so I doubt I'll even go to another um, Pacific Island nation or anything. Although, never say never, right? So, yeah. The my overall impressions of Fiji were it was a lovely country. The people live in little villages, like in the roads between Nandi and the resort, and between the resort and Suva. People very often live in little villages on the side of the road, and they the houses very often have no windows and no doors. They sometimes had louvers in the windows, which could be I presume could be opened and closed. Um, sometimes with a bit of netting to keep bugs out. But it's so warm so often that I presume they don't actually need to have glass in the windows and so on. A lot of the houses look like they um, could do with a bit of maintenance, but they see, the people themselves seem happy and they seem to show that it is possible to live a pretty good life with not much money. But the other impression I had is that between the resort and Suva was more of what I was expecting Fiji to be like. There were a lot more palm trees and tropical plants, whereas on the road between Nandi and the resort, there there were palm trees and so on, but there were also a lot of uh, trees and bushes and things that looked like they could have been in New Zealand. Whether the species were or not, I don't know, but I'm just talking about the way it looked. So between Nandi and the resort looked more like New Zealand, and between the resort and Suva looked more like what I expected Fiji to look like, but I suppose neither here, here nor there. Now, Bula, how I started this um, podcast, is hello in Fijian, and everyone says it. I wondered if that was like a, some sort of stereotype or whatever, or myth that people say that, but they really do. You walk into a shop and it's Bula, and people, you're driving down the road and people just walking down the road will just wave at you as you're driving past. I haven't seen that in decades in, a, in any of the Western countries I've been in. So that, that was refreshing. And everyone was very nice. I didn't meet any really mean or awful people on the whole trip. So, you know, I, I have absolutely no complaints. If hot tropical weather is your thing. If you like snorkeling and kayak, sea kayaking and that sort of thing, it's a good place to do it, especially on the Coral Coast because it's uh, quite sheltered and safe there. And yeah, uh, the only reason, like I said, the only reason that I'm not going back is because I've been there, done that, and I don't particularly do well in hot, humid conditions. But it was a good time. Now it's back to reality, <laughs> back to real life. I've got all sorts of uh, little projects already underway. Nothing to, to talk about because it's not that significant. <laughs> Mostly I had to get all, my, all of my washing done and I had to uh, get my suitcase unpacked and get ready to put them all away. I've got it open and airing out for a little while before I actually uh, pack them up. The suitcases I bought, by the way, were fine. They they were about as cheap as I expected 
there, there's a thin plastic coating on the suitcase and just from the handling and the cargo holds and stuff, the, um, the little thin film, it's kind of like the film you might get on a, on the screen of a device of some sort. Um, it scratched and, and was coming off and so on. I don't really care. The whole set was $200. And if I end up, um, not being able to use it very much or the, the other ones, it, you know, so what in another, if I go on a big trip, say to the, to, I don't know, us or Europe or something like that, I might invest in better suitcases, but you know, that's a down the road sort of thing. My last trip was six years ago is when Nigel and I went to Australia for his sister's 65th and um, last trip I took was about three years ago when I went with the family to Queenstown in the South Island. So I don't know. I don't know what sort of traveling around I'm going to do. I'm just just sort of feeling my way now. But what the important thing about this story is that is that it was very difficult for me to get t- to the point where I could go. I was very anxious about it, and I had a lot of um, worries and so on. And the family was very patient with me and helped me work through those things. I was keenly aware that it was my first overseas trip since Nigel died. My last trip was with him. And I had those sorts of things to work through as well. And I just kept pushing forward and kept working the plan and all that sort of stuff and got there in the end. Several years ago, I might have talked about this on the podcast, I can't remember. Several years ago, many years ago now, I reached a point where I decided I was tired of feeling afraid. There were so many things I was pulling back from and not doing because I just, fear is probably too strong a word. It was more like avoidance and so on. But I decided I was just going to feel the fear and do it anyway. And even Nigel was impressed with how much stuff I was doing and getting done at that time. Well, that's what I did over the past two or three weeks in particular. I would just feel the fear and do it anyway. I went to the mall to get clothes, even though I hate clothes shopping, and it gives me often gives me anxiety. And the trip itself filled me with anxiety and things I had to overcome, and I did because I decided to feel the fear and do it anyway. Now, not until February, most likely, but probably in February, I'm going to start going around Hamilton to some of the sites and seeing them. Um, Part of it was suggested by a message I got from Grayson. And the reason I'm waiting until February is because the kids will be back in school, so they won't be so crowded. (laughs) Also, the weather should be a bit cooler, so that will be nice too. But that's among the things I've got in mind for this year. And I also want to get some major projects around the house finished. Um, I'm sort of of a mind to do that now, and I think I should strike while the iron's hot. But that is where I'm at. You are now all up to date. And the next episode will be back to a more normal thing. But that's it for today. That's it for this week. I won't say goodbye in Fijian because I never learned how to say that. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Kakete no. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Amarin's Podcast at amarinspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarins at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website.